point this morning is God gives me courage when I am afraid. Who's ever been afraid before? Who's ever been afraid? Come on, we can, we can be afraid. It's all right. Amy, you've been afraid? Can you tell me something you're afraid of? Putting you on the spot. What are you afraid of? Yes, that's true. Yes, that is also true. Both those things I can account for being true. In fact, it was only like two nights ago where I heard her screaming, blood-curdling murderer-in-the-house scream, okay? It was like, ah! Yeah, exactly. And I was like, and I ran upstairs. My pregnant wife is screaming. I must, I must come to the rescue. So I pulled out my machete. I'm like, what's going on? I keep it with me at all times. What's going on? And she was like, <laughs> and, and my dog's on the floor having a seizure. Like, I'm like, what just happened? What's going on with my family? I was just downstairs and everybody's screaming and going into convulsions. What's happening? And I look at her and she's like, come on, Porky Pig, spit it out. What's going on? What's going on? What are you doing? You look at the look she's giving me right now. This is all true, by the true story, true story. And she's pointing at it. And she's running away and just like knocking everything over in the house and thrashing everything. And she punched the dog. And she ran around. And she kicked me in the head. She's like, pregnant lady on the loose. Okay. Okay. She's pregnant and also she's afraid. Look out. It was a spider on the wall. And it, you guys don't know how big it was? You're not even going to believe this. It was. That big. With legs and everything. That big. I looked at him like, are you kidding me? I just went. And it was like. Up against the wall. I just did a little blow. It was dead. <laughs> Done. And she's like, well, wipe it off the wall. Oh, I got to do everything around here. So I wiped it off the wall. And of course, like every good husband, I threw it in her face. Ah! And she screamed and kicked me again. Okay. <laughs> Amy is scared of spiders. She also mentioned something that I'm actually afraid of. Well, I was. I've conquered my fear. I have conquered my fear of dark, scary basements. Who, is, who here can say, yeah, I, I'm pretty scared of basements. Who, who, you live downstairs and you're afraid. <laughs> Go to sleep, Hadley. I'm just so scared down here. Okay? Yes. Now, when I was growing up, right now my basement, right now, my basement is like a finished basement. You guys have one of those with like carpet, nice ceiling. We've painted it. It looks just like a living room, right? Okay, how many of you have the dark, scary death basement? Anyone have one of those? It's like where you're like, you have like the doot, doot, the drip, and you hear like those strange noises, and, and it's got like the laundromat downstairs, and, and it's still the cement floor, and the concrete walls, and it's like never light down there. It's always like dark. Spider webs hanging out. Anyone have that? Who's got that? Okay. Do you guys have that at the bowling house? Is that the basement? Shoshana's got her hand up. Isn't that where you guys live down there? Is that where your rooms are too? Yeah? <laughs> huh? Oh, your room is down there. <laughs> so you're fine, right? Shoshana's fine. So once again, who's got the big scary basement? All right. 
I'm going to share with you guys one of my fears when I was growing up. I was scared of my big, dark, scary spiderweb basement. I mean, this thing looked like Grandpa Monster's room, okay? You know who that is from the monsters? Uh, Over their heads. Who would would I say? I don't even know who I say. I'm culturally irrelevant to you, I guess. Uh, Just imagine what I said. You know, the fog, the smoke, the spiderwebs. It looks like a haunted house down there, okay? Just really scary. All right, now I had, I had two methods of approaching and entering and exiting the basement. Now, maybe some of you have done this before. Now, before I went downstairs, I had to give my ocular clearance. All right, what I mean by that, I had to do a check down with my eyes, and if I saw there were no monsters, nobody scary, no murderers down there, good to go. All right, so, of course, I flick on that light that's like the is like barely on, like keeps going out, it's all dark down there. And then you do, the, 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 the approach down the scary basement is always what? Slow, right? Slow. Did I just step on a mouse? What was that? Dad, why are the stairs creeping? Sorry, that was the dog. So I'm going down the stairs. Yeah, that's right. That's what happened. Going down the stairs, I take a look to the left, take a look to the right. Can we see any more doors down here? It looks pretty okay. All I need to do, all I need to do is get a pair of socks so I can go to school. And I see them, they're right there. They're, they're so far away. All right. Slow. Down the stairs. There they are. What was that? What was that? I... Something's touching me. Ah! I got the socks. I got the socks. I got the socks. Now, of course, now, it was the slow... The slow descent into the basement. Now, how do you leave? As fast as you can. As soon as you grab over, and you run up the stairs as fast as you can. That was, that was my plan. Anyone else? Is that your plan? Go raise your hand. Anyone do that? (laughs) Everybody. The plan is you go down slow and you turn around and you run as fast as you can so nobody can grab your legs. Was there worried about that? I was always scared about somebody like grabbing my leg and. Ah! That never happened, but that was my, that was the fear. All right? I was a little bit scared. All right, now I want, huh? I don't like spiders either, but not as bad as Amy, because that one was this big. Okay? Somebody give me something else you're afraid of, something else you're afraid of. Besides like dark, scary basements. Yeah. Scared of the dark. Anyone else scared of the dark? Have to have a little nightlight cooking before you go to bed? Anyone right before you bed? Can you just prop the door open, please? Just get that door open, please. Because if the door is open, then nobody can kill me. Thank you. Okay. Huh? Anyone like that? Got to have that door open just to crack. Who, who are the crack people? Where's the door open just to crack? <laughs> Amy. Yeah, I still have to. Uh, that was my impression of Amy, by the way. We're getting ready. And she's like, Eric, could you leave the door open, please? Just to crack? That way no one will kill me? Yeah. You're right, it's been about a week. Um, 
Anybody else? Who else is scared? Of the, uh, Derek, what are you scared of? Horses. horses. <laughs> All right. So we got horsephobia over there. Are you afraid they're going to like nibble on your bum or something? Or? I see. They buck you off, huh? All right. So Derek is having bad experiences with horses. So if he's, if he's at a barn or anywhere and all of a sudden, he will take off running. Shoshana, what are you scared of? Your brother. <laughs> Which one? All of them? Huh? All of them. She, who's scared of your brother or sister? Anybody scared? Anyone have a deathly fear? Zeke, who are you scared of? You're scared of Zach? Oh, he's scared of Zach. Why? Is he beat up on you? You guys, is he fight up on you? Is he scared? How many older brothers and sisters you'll scare? Your younger ones. Like you wait for them to come around the corner and. Bah! Marissa, you do? I can. Oh. I totally see that. I can see Brianna, especially, jumping out of her skin if you do that. Yeah. You scare your older sister. How many younger brothers or sisters scare your older brother or sister? Hi, huh? Scare him? You do? You scare? You scare Justina? Do you? <laughs> you can't do that now. She's pregnant. Okay, good. All right, yeah. All right. I used to like to do that too. Scare my brother was really jumpy, so I used to scare him, and he would scream like a little girl every time. Even when we were like teenagers, he'd still be like, ah! Huh? Jumpy. Very jumpy. All right, so... If you've got something you're afraid of, you don't have to tell me what it is, but just raise your hand. If you've got something you know you've got a little bit of a fear, don't be afraid. Raise your hand. If you don't have your hand up, you're afraid to tell everybody, and that's a fear. So raise your hand. Allie, get that hand up. I, all right. Allie, you've got to tell us now. What are you scared of? Yeah, that's right. That's what happens. What are you scared of? Come on. Let's be honest. Right here. Let's put it on the table. It's kids' church. It's safe. That what? The same things as Amy? You're scared of spiders and dark, scary basements? And scary movies, but you still watch them anyways. <laughs> That's a good idea. All right. Yeah, there are things we are all scared of. So today in our Bible story, which is in Joshua, we're going to talk about Joshua and see maybe what he was scared of. So if you guys have your Bibles, if you guys have your Bibles, you can open them up to Joshua. We're going to be in Joshua chapter 1 today. So you guys need to be quiet. Look up here. Shh. Joshua chapter 1, unless you're looking it up, it is in the Old Testament Old Testament. Now, as we talked about things that we were scared of, what's the worst part about fear? I, I describe, especially in my scenario, sort of walking down the basement. Am I, am I with somebody or by myself? By yourself. If you're with somebody, are you as scared? No. Be honest. You're not. No. Especially if you're like, now, Derek, if you're with a group of your friends and there was like a horse walking by, you'd still, you'd pretend to be all cool, right? Just be like, Oh, what's up? It's just, just a horse, guys. It's just a big, giant, slobbery horse. I mean, it's all good, man, right? He's coming over here. Why is he coming over here? Hey, guys. Let's just, let's just go. Let's just get out of here. Let's just go to Starbucks. I don't even. He's coming over here. Look, we don't need to be here. We don't, we don't even need to. I don't even know why we're here. Let's just go. Right? When you're with your friends, you're not as scared. If you're with your friend going down to the basement, are you as scared? Hadley, if you and Claire are going, bopping down the basement, are you, guys, are you as scared as you would be? No, because you got your BFF. I got my BFF. I'll be all right. And if a monster comes out, he'll kill both of us. So it'll be like going together with my best friend. Kill us both. Yay! <laughs> huh? Is that a good plan? 
going down the stairs. Hello, monster. Just kill us both. Your friend's like, kill us both. Where are we going? I'm out of here. Okay. Yeah. All right. Being alone, being alone is definitely part of fear, right? Because it's that you, when your brain is by itself. It, now, when you said you're afraid of the dark, I get that. Why? Because everyone close your eyes. When it's dark, your eyes are closed. You can't see. Your imagination takes over, right? Shh, boys, boys, your imagination takes over. You start seeing things that, you don't, that aren't real. Yeah, you can open your eyes again. So being alone is definitely part of the fear. Oh, boys, you guys are in trouble today. You're down to zero. All right, I'm going to have to give you one so I can take it away again. There you go. Um, the aloneness can make fear pretty tough to deal with. But I'm here to tell you that you guys don't have to be afraid anymore. Okay, because even if there's not a person around you, there is somebody who will always be with you to help you get over that fear. Anybody have any guesses? Dawson? What do you think? I don't know. We'll go back to that. Hang on to that thought. That's a good guess. Let's see if that's where we're going. No matter where we are, there will be someone. Now, we're going to talk about a man named Joshua. Everyone say Joshua. Joshua. Have any of you ever heard of Joshua before? Yeah. All right. The man we're going to talk about, his name is Joshua. Now, there were many times when I'm sure Joshua was afraid. You guys need to be quiet right now. There were many times that I'm sure Joshua was afraid, but he always came through those situations with flying colors because he knew God was there with him, giving him the courage that he needed. Now, I'm going to tell you a little bit about, about Joshua. Joshua was one of the most impressive military men of the Bible. All right. He had served under the command of Moses for many years, and Joshua was always by Moses' side. When Moses led the Israelites out of Egypt, Joshua was there. When Moses brought the Ten Commandments down from the mountain to the people, Joshua was there. Did you guys know that? Did you know he was there? And uh, when the Israelites became scared of following God into the promised land, and Moses told them to have courage, Joshua was there. And Joshua had learned a lot from Moses, and he respected him greatly. Okay? So while Moses was up getting the Ten Commandments, Joshua was up at the mountain too. He wasn't standing next to Moses, but he was up there waiting for him. Okay? So you guys know that story. What were the Israelites doing down there while Moses was getting the Ten Commandments? Shoshana. You're good. Yes, good. They created a golden calf, and they were like, oh, they started worshiping it, okay? But Joshua wasn't a part of that. He was up there, he was up there waiting for Moses, okay? So Joshua had a lot of time that he spent with Moses. And one day, and this, uh, this eventually is going to happen, one day, Moses died. Now, I'm sure this was definitely quite a blow. Yeah, we can wipe a tear. This definitely quite a blow to not only Israel, but Joshua, who was a really close friend to him. Moses wasn't just the leader of the people. He was a prophet from God. You see, God spoke to Moses, and Moses delivered those messages to the Israelites. And so he definitely was going to be greatly missed. In fact, Moses also served as some sort of a judge, policeman too. There was a point, it says in the Bible, that all these people, they would come up to him and gripe and complain all the time. And they'd all go to Moses. Where's Moses? The, yeah, uh, Jedediah, uh, his dog is going to the bathroom all over my yard. Okay? 
Where's Moses? Moses. There, all right. Moses. You're not going to believe this. Jedediah, come here, Jedediah. Come here. The, yeah, come here. Let's, yeah, come here. You're in trouble. All right, Jedediah, come here. One of you, come here. Somebody come here. Come here. All right, just one. Go. Go sit down. I'll, I'll yell at you later. Jedediah here, his dog is going to the bathroom all over my yard, okay? And guess who has to clean it up, Moses? You. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. It is I who has to clean it up, okay? Kill him. Hercules. Kill him. Okay? Now, you can go sit down, Jedediah. Now, Moses had to deal with this all the time, all right? So not only did he lead the people to where they needed to go, but he also dealt with the constant complaining, all right? And Joshua was there with them. Okay, so when Moses was gone, everybody was like, so who do we complain to now, huh? Huh? Because Jedediah's dog is still going to the bathroom all over my yard. All right? Okay? So Moses was gone and greatly missed. And now... With Moses gone, the people needed a new leader. They needed somebody else. They needed someone who would depend on God like Moses had. Someone who would lead them to the promised land. Because the thing was, it wasn't just Moses was a great general, okay? Which he was. He was a great leader. But he got all his commands and he knew exactly where to go because of who? God. He was in direct contact speaking with God. God spoke to him. Moses did. So that was an important part of his leadership. He was in tune with God. Well, God had just the right leader in mind. He decided that he was going to use Joshua. Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I am giving them. So now the Bible doesn't say what Joshua was feeling at this time. But he was human, just like you or just like me, so I'll bet he was at least a little bit afraid. God was putting him in charge, and what he was asking him to do was not a small task, right? He decided that he was going to put him in charge of millions of people. You think you'd have been a little bit nervous about that if that was you? Maybe you're praying, you're sitting in your prayer time, you're praying, God's like, hello, Bryce, you will now be the leader of Bismarck, North Dakota. Lead them to a warmer climate where they shall enjoy the summertime and it won't be raining and wet and cold all year round. Would you take on the task? What do you think, Bryce? You want to lead us all to, is he going to lead us all to, never mind. Okay, you're not the leader anymore. Bryce is in charge. Okay, a lot of responsibility to put, put on somebody, right? So Joshua definitely was probably feeling nervous about that. Now, God wasn't just asking him to lead a few dozen or even a few hundred people, okay? God was asking Joshua to lead hundreds of thousands of people. Look at all that. I mean, that would be just, would you be a little bit, would you guys be a little bit scared if you were put in this position? Think about that. Just put yourself in his shoes right now. Looking out and everybody's looking at you. Well, what's next, okay? But before Joshua became too afraid, God encouraged Joshua by telling him this. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Oh, man. Now, how good do you think Joshua felt after hearing something like that from God? You think that's pretty amazing? Because God was saying, hey, look, 
I was with Moses. I'm going to be with you too. Now, I'm sure that he had been thinking about how great a leader Moses had been and that he could never be like him. I'm sure that crossed his mind. He had to be thinking about all the scary situations the Israelites would find themselves in and he would know what to do and, and he didn't know if he would know what to do during those times. He might have even been afraid that the Israelites might get mad at him and not respect him anymore if he'd made a mistake. Okay? So these are all natural things that are going through Joshua's head if he's thinking about these things. But God commanded him and he said this. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord, your God, is with you wherever you go. Does that sound familiar? What is that? Yeah, that's our memory verse. Now, you guys learned the memory verse, and it's a verse that's found in the Bible. It's in Joshua 1.9. But that's something that God said. God specifically said that to somebody. He said, don't be afraid. I'll be with you. Okay? Wherever you go. Not I'll be with you when you go to like the cool parts of town. Or I'll be with you, but when you go down to that basement, champ, you're on your own. Okay? No thanks. That place is scary. Okay? No, God's saying, I'll be with you wherever you go. God was telling Joshua that he would always be with him. That no matter where Joshua went or what he did, God would never let him down or run away from him. In essence, God was telling Joshua what? Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Joshua now knew that no matter how scary a situation might be or how hard a task may appear, he didn't need to fear because God was with him. And Joshua, he responded. He believed in God's promise, and he accepted his role as leader. And he and the nation of Israel went on to do many great things for God. Now, God gave Joshua a very important task, a task that called him to stand up and be the leader. And even though he may have been afraid, he knew that God was with him. And that he wouldn't be alone. And so Joshua became the leader God wanted him to be. Have you guys ever been afraid to be the leader and stand up for God? Has that ever crossed your mind? Have you ever been afraid before? Maybe you're confronted by one of your friends to do something. We've chatted about this before. Where everyone else is doing something and you know that it's wrong. And, you know, it's up to you. You can either make a choice. You can go do what they're doing or you can do what's right. At that moment... You're in a Joshua circumstance. You've got the right, the right decision over here or the wrong decision over here. And you can decide what to do, and that's your choice. And if you're afraid, if you're too afraid to do what's right, what's going to happen? You're going to go do what, what your friends are doing, right? You're going to go do what they're doing. So here's a situation. Let's say you see your friends doing something that you know is wrong, and you should take a stand and refuse to join in. Or if you and your friends have an opportunity, here's a big one. You and your friends have an opportunity to tell someone about Jesus. You should take the lead and step forward to do it. I know that it might be scary and you may be afraid, but the cool thing is that God promises to be with you. That's his promise to you. If you go up and you get the courage and like, you know what, I'm going to go talk to my friend about Jesus. God isn't going to go, see ya. Okay? He's not going to abandon you like that. In fact, that's when you're going to feel God's presence the most, is when you step out in faith and you do something righteous that you know is right. That is when you will feel, our, our box question, I'm going to get to that in a second, our box question, let's do it right now. 
Our box question was this. I, I went back, we're going back to our box where you guys can write some questions down and I'll answer them. Why do I feel like God isn't there? So one of you guys wrote this question. Why do I feel like God isn't there? Let's be honest this morning. Who's, ever, who's felt that way? My hand's up. Why do I feel like God isn't there? I'm praying, I'm talking. Where is he? What's going on? Why, why isn't he here? Okay? My question to you is when you feel this way, how long has it been since you've talked to him? How long has it been since you've spent time with him? If you're feeling this way after you make a quick prayer and your, your wish didn't get answered, well, yeah, of course you're going to feel like this. You're going to feel, where's God? Where's my pony? I prayed for a pony, and I didn't get one. There must be no God. Because he knows, just like everybody else, that I want a pony. Where's my pony? Okay? Do we feel that way? Yeah, when we're, when we're expecting God to be some sort of genie, some sort of wish giver, yeah, we're going to feel like he isn't there. The reason maybe you feel that way is because you haven't, been praying, you haven't been spending time because God's promise to you is that he is there and he will be with you. I have a verse here that I wanted to share with you. It's in Psalm chapter 16. Here's what God says. He says, I will, I will bless the Lord who guides me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. David's saying this right now. I will bless the Lord who guides me even at night. I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken for he is right beside me. No wonder my heart is glad and I rejoice. My body rests in safety. What's David saying there? He's saying, I know that the Lord, let's go back one more. Go back to the, one more. Here's the big one here. I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken for he is right beside me. Guys, when you're feeling that sort of like God isn't there or I feel alone, God is, he's there and he's going, just spend some time with me. Please, I'm begging you, come be with me. Be in his presence. Worship uh, in your free time. Pray. Read your word. You want to get to know God? You want to know who God is? You got to open this book. You got to open it up. You got to do more. You just don't, you just can't open it. Be like, I opened it, Pastor Aaron. Jesus? Okay. You open it up and what? We got to read it. We got to read it because you know what? This is, this is God's autobiography, which means this is the story of God. You want to know who God is? You want to know where God is? You want to know what he's done, who he is, what he thinks of you? He tells you, right, all in here. It's all in here. And David recognized this. He says, I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. And because of that, the next verse says this. No wonder my heart is glad and I rejoice. No wonder my heart is glad and I rejoice. My body rests in safety. See the contentment that David's feeling there? He's saying, I, I, my heart is glad. I rejoice. I rejoice. I know the Lord is with me. So this morning, what, I'm, what we're going to do, we're going to bow our heads and close our eyes. Now, I know some of you guys have raised your hands, and we've done this before a couple weeks ago, but, but some of you guys are new, and there are fears in your hearts. Maybe there's things that you're scared of, and, and I know that the fears go beyond spiders and scary basements. Maybe you're afraid of being alone, Maybe you're afraid when your parents fight and yell at each other. Maybe you're afraid of a, of, a, of a brother or a sister that maybe is hurtful to you. Maybe you're afraid of a neighbor. 
Maybe you're scared, maybe you're scared of dying. Maybe recently someone in your life has died and, and now it keeps you up at night. Maybe you're scared that your pet's gonna run away. Maybe you're scared that your mom and dad are gonna leave you. These are all fears that I know that you guys deal with. Even though you're kids, I know that there's stuff that goes on in your hearts like that. So this morning, what I want to do is open up these altars, and if you want to come down here and pray, I'm going to pray with you, lay my hands on you, and we're going to leave those fears at this altar today. We're going to give it to God, because we don't have to be afraid, because God is with us. Father, we invite you into this room this morning. We invite your presence into Kids Church this morning. As we talked about fear and, and why there's, there's no reason for us to be afraid. Lord, I'm going to open up these altars, just press it on their hearts, and come down here and lay those fears before you. So whenever I say, come on down, come on down, and I'm going to pray with you. Father, I just pray for any of those things going on, any of those fears, reveal them to these boys and girls, and, and just cause them to get up and come on down. So you guys, come on down right now if you want prayer this morning. Come on down if you got a fear in your heart. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Come on down. We'll just pray for you this morning. It's okay. It's okay to come on down. Okay. Everyone keep your eyes closed between them and God. It's personal stuff, guys. Come on down. It just takes that one step to say, I don't want to be afraid anymore. I don't want to be up at night anymore. I don't want to be scared anymore.